Hello, welcome to Gradcast, the official podcast and radio show of the Society of Graduate Students here at Western University. We Gradcasters are here to bring Western's research scene to the world, well, but with a graduate student perspective to it. My name is Navneet, and I have my good friend here, Roger. How's it going, Roger? I'm doing just great, Nav. Thanks for asking. So Roger and I, we'll be hosting this show today, and what we have today is um, it's not a graduate student's research, but it's about a special event that's coming up three days from now on Friday the thirteenth. It's not a horror movie. It's it's a conference here at Western, a pretty unusual one too. It's called the Fimula Con- Conference, and. To let you guys know about what's happening at this conference, we have here with us Kelly Bailika, a music education PhD student at Western. How's it going, Kelly? It's going great. Thanks so much for having me on the show tonight. It's our pleasure to have you here. Well, so this FIMULA con- conference, it's what FIMULA, what does it stand for first? So FIMULA is an interdisciplinary research day mm-hmm. between the faculties of music, law, and FIMS. And so FIMULA is combining those three words together, FIMS, music, and law. Very cool. So so just to backtrack this, the FIMS would be the faculty of? Of information and media studies. Makes sense. Okay, okay. And I just can't help but think that this is an unusual combination. So how did this come about? Who came up with this idea? Could Could you just backtrack the history of this? Sure. So this initially started two years ago with just FIMS. So FIMS uh, houses health and information science. Uh, it houses media studies and it houses library and information science. And they held a research conference just between those three departments within FIMS. It was successful. And so they decided to um, branch out to include other faculties as well. Music, Law, and FIMS share a common research officer, Karen Kuhneman, and so that felt like a natural choice to create this interdisciplinary research day. So last year, the three faculties got together, had a research day in March. It was successful, and lots of uh, great information, lots of great um, conversations came about because of that conference, and so we decided to repeat the conference this year. Sounds cool. And now... Films and music, I can see a lot in common between them, but law, what is law doing in there? So it's actually really interesting because interdisciplinary research itself has to involve different perspectives. Fair enough. And so it's really cool to bring together three really sort of disparate views on a topic. So films, music, and law, you might have a topic, for example, this year we're talking about mental health in one of our panels. So somebody from FIMS brings their perspective, somebody from music brings their perspective, and somebody from law brings their perspective. And we have a really interesting conversation that has a lot of different viewpoints and a lot of different lenses through which to view that topic. Wow, that does sound very interesting. I'm curious if uh, this panel or these presentations would be composed mostly of graduate students, or is there any uh, faculty or any any other uh, people that are taking, uh, getting involved with it? So one of the great things about this research day is it involves both faculty and graduate students. Okay. So the panels themselves consist of a faculty member who will participate as the moderator of the panel. Um, so we have this year we have Dr. Patrick Schmidt from Music Education who will be uh, moderating the Deconstructing Privilege panel, and Dr. Jacob Shelley 
from the Faculty of Law who will be moderating the mental health panel. Then there's a graduate student representative from each of the three faculties on the panel. And then as throughout the day, we also have performances, lightning talks, and poster presentations, all of which involve both graduate students and faculty. You mentioned performances, but this is a research conference. I'm wondering how do you bring performances and research together? So performers do research just like any, any other graduate student does research, but it looks a little bit different. Um, it's sort of an embodied research in the sense that they include their performance as a part of their, their research practice. So this year we have Brianna Santos and Joe Moschek who will both be giving performances. Brianna is a DMA student in voice and Joe is a DMA student in percussion. And they will both be performing segments of, of pieces that they're working on, but they will also be giving background and performance practice about how they go about preparing for that performance, how they go about understanding the, histor the historical significance of that particular piece and how this fits in with sort of a greater musicological scope. Okay. And, and typically, I guess students wouldn't be cross-appointed across uh, these various faculties. They'd be specifically within FIMS or music or law. So would the thesis or the, the research that each uh, student is or faculty is talking about, would they try and make an effort to uh, bring other aspects or uh, relate them to other areas like this? So actually one of the things that we found in doing this conference is that a number of people get master's or undergraduate degrees in one of these faculties and then go on to furthering their education in, in another faculty. Okay. So there are people who get a master's degree in FIMS and then go on to get uh, another degree in law or people who have an undergraduate degree in music and then go on to get a further degree in media studies or in library and information science. So a lot of people are already thinking interdisciplinary uh, through an interdisciplinary lens. So that brings a, a really interesting approach. But in addition to that, we invite, we invite both faculty and grad students to present on their research through an interdisciplinary lens, but also as just an opportunity to present on the research that they have, regardless of the lens, so that a conversation, an interdisciplinary conversation can then occur. So just taking a few steps back about your role in organizing this conference. Could you, could you tell us more about your role in this? Sure. So I got involved last year um, because I was really interested to see sort of how a conference such as this might come together. And I was really intrigued that there was so much graduate student participation. It didn't feel like an RA position. It felt really like we were making the decision and decisions as graduate students as to how this conference was going to happen. And I had a really great experience last year, so I decided to come back again this year, and I'm on the planning committee again this year as one of the music representatives. The planning starts early in the year, so we are already having conversations in September, October about different ways that we can approach the year's conference. It starts with a, a member, for, a graduate student from each faculty that comes together to sort of lay out the, the, the bare bones of the conference. And then in January, we invite um, different music, FIMS, and law graduate students so that we have a larger planning committee that comes together to sort of make the day happen. And now when you call out for submissions, are you, do you handle these submissions for poster presentations or uh, yes. presented talks? Yep, so we each sort of have our own... Um, role. So Shamir Mzendo is the, the FIMS representative and Lisa Macklem is the law representative. And I handled submissions this year. So 
all of the submissions from FIMS Music and Law all came to me. Uh, people had an abstract that they had to write. They had a, um, and they had to tell us if they wanted to do a, a three-minute lightning talk, a poster presentation, an alternative poster presentation, or if they wanted to belong on a panel. They felt like their research belonged on one of the two panels. And then we looked at all the submissions, put them together, and created a day that made sense with, with what we got. And were there any specific submissions that caught your eye this year? You know, there's always submissions that I think are, are really interesting. Um, this year, I think that both panels are going to be uh, really exciting to sort of think through. Um, the Deconstructing Privilege panel um, is going to have everything from conversations about social media to conversations about progressive approaches to teaching music. The mental health panel is going to have everything from how we think about music and emotion to how we uh, understand mental health as it approaches um, thinking about bail and, and people hmm. and recidivism and that sort of thing. So lots of different ways of thinking about mental health and thinking about privilege. So I think the panels are going to be really unique opportunities this year. I especially like the idea of, well, both panels sound very interesting, you're right, from getting all these different perspectives in there. But do you want to speak a little bit more about the, I think it was the deconstructing privilege? Sure. And how, I guess, the different media studies, music and law can all share their perspectives and how you think that they may integrate there? Sure. So the deconstructing privilege panel is going to approach um, thinking about online gatekeeping and trolling privilege, so how we understand privilege on the internet. It's going to think about um, sort of reconciling diversity, and it's going to think about progressive pedagogy sort of in a secondary ensemble music education perspective. So Dr. Schmidt, who's going to moderate that panel, has the, the really unique challenge of bringing those three together in a way where we think about how we understand different people and their roles in sort of the social structures that exist in our world, and how can we have conversations that include all three of those. And one of the really cool things about the panels is that each individual will have an opportunity to speak, and then instead of just doing a typical Q&A session, we're going to take a break, get roundtable discussions together, and each of the roundtables is going to come up with questions as they're discussing um, the, the panels that they just heard. And then the panel themselves will have the opportunity to answer some of those questions and have a conversation. So it's much more about a dialogue than it is about someone presenting and then someone asking a question. Mm, interesting. So, so for each question, I guess, say one person from the panel will be able to speak to that question. And then everybody from the panel would have an opportunity to share their you, you know, specific, unique experiences re relating to the, the topic. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. These roundtables you mentioned, are they, like, is each roundtable for each of the faculties, or is it a, a mix? At each roundtable is going to be a mix, which okay. I think is going to okay. be really interesting. So you should be experiencing really different perspectives nice. and having some interesting conversations about finding connections between mm -hmm. these three presentations. So these panel discussions, now you've really got my curiosity with this. So what what is last year's panel discussion about? So last year, there were actually four panel discussions. This okay. year, we've cut it down to two because this year, we really wanted to have lots of space for dialogue. Okay. But last year, there were four. Um, there was a panel that talked about contemporary culture and conflict. There was a panel that talked about understandings of data. There was a, a, a panel that talked about information ownership. And then there was a faculty panel, which included um, faculty from FIMS Music and Law, who all have participated in interdisciplinary research, talking about the challenges and benefits of doing that type of research. Hmm. 
And there were performances as well last year. Yep, there were performances as well last year, and they were a great hit and a wonderful opportunity for us to see the great work that our DMA and Masters of Music Performance students are doing. And I guess besides your role from organizing and helping, you know, to deal with the submissions for the conference, uh, is there anything else that you're doing for the conference? Are you presenting yourself or are you helping out with other things related to the conference? Or? Sure. So there's a lot that goes into planning this, everything from making sure that everybody's on the same page to um, dialoguing with the vice president of research, research office to making sure that we are equally representing FIMS music and law. So I'm involved in all of that. And it's a really wonderful opportunity to work so closely with individuals from other faculties and, and really have that opportunity to um, also experiencing organizing from, from really different perspectives. Um, I will present myself. Uh, I will have a poster presentation on some okay. of my own research. And then I'll also help to sort of emcee the day and make sure that things move smoothly between. Wow. So you have a busy time leading up to it, collaborating and making sure everything's going up to speed. And then clearly the day itself is going to be really busy, too, for you. Yes, definitely. But it's a it's a great day and it's a lot of fun and um, really excited about some of the, the work that could come out of this. I guess just the day is the April 13th. Yep, Friday, April 13th, and it's happening in the FIMS Nursing Building, uh, rooms 1240 and 1250. The day is going to start uh, officially at 10 a.m., and it'll go until about 4 p.m. Registration starts at 930. Um, There's no requirement to pre-register. There's no cost. Lunch will be served. There'll be coffee breaks throughout the day. Oh, wow. And we invite people to come for the whole day or for part of the day, and people can check out the schedule to see who's presenting what when at fimula.uwo.ca. Fantastic. You had me at free lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I really want to show up for this conference. Now, um, I study math. Roger here, he studies neuroscience, and Susan, who's our producer behind the show, she studies spiders. Now, I'm wondering, if we three were to come to the conference, what, mm, what, what, what's in it for us? As in, what's, what is interesting for us over here in this conference? So, again, one of the things we really love about this conference is the opportunities for dialogue that happen. So it's not just about coming in and listening to people present on their research. That ha- certainly has its merits. But it's about everybody having a perspective and a lens that comes from the faculty or the department that they study in, the research that they do. And so understanding that every person that's sitting at these tables has something to contribute and has a way of understanding the, the topic that's presented in their own unique way. Mm-hmm. And so it's an opportunity to hear what other people have to say about topics. It's an opportunity to share your opinions about topics. And it's hopefully an opportunity to move the conversation forward and out of sort of our siloed understandings of of research within our own departments and faculties. And I guess, Nav, I guess that means that if you were to go to the conference or if we both go to the conference and you were to be able to integrate math into, you know, one of the panel discussions and maybe they'd be able to include the math department or the faculty of math there next year, I think maybe would that be part of the goal is to potentially include different faculties in the future to make this as big as it can be? Certainly. I think that's definitely part of the goal. And I think our other goal is to find opportunities for future research projects that can happen interdisciplinarily between departments. So uh, if you were to come and, and found a math perspective on something that someone was presented, there's potential there for a partnership that could turn into a research that occurs next year. And we could have our, you could present on that at the following <laughs> FIMULA conference. It wouldn't be FIMULA then, it'd be FIMULA-MA. 
What's, what's it going to be called then? Femulama. I like it. Femulama. I like it. Sounds good. Now, I'm curious, um, how does this conference evolve over, how do you see it changing over the years? I think one of the things that's really been interesting already just in two years is that we have people presenting this year that presented last year at the conference. And so you saw sort of the germination in the beginning of their research last year, and we get to see the growth this year. And so I think that's going to be a really cool experience Mm -hmm. to sort of watch that continue to grow. And it's a really... It's, it's, I think it's really exciting and neat to sort of see that research change and evolve uh, over time. And so you, you have that ability to see that. That's, that's very interesting because research is never a linear path. And right. And it's never static. So we right. sort of get to see that sort of evolution. And for me personally, I find it, it's, it's always nice to see an expert's take on research as in someone who's been doing research for a long time and I see them going through certain struggles and I'm like okay I'm not alone in this even no matter how what an expert you are research is still hard exactly and that's one of the benefits of this particularly in the lightning talks you'll hear faculty who are presenting on research that's still in progress and they will present on something that's not yet complete and they'll talk about um, their struggles and, and the way that they're sort of thinking through the process of going through that research. The lightning talks, how long are those talks? So lightning talks are really cool. They're, they're three-minute uh, sort of snapshots into research. So it's a three-minute okay. talk, and then there's time for a question or two afterward. And one of the things that makes lightning talks so great is that, well, first they're quick, so you sort of get a snapshot of that person's research. Mm-hmm. But then it's an, there are opportunities in coffee breaks and in lunch and at the end of the day to ask more questions about someone whose research really makes you think and makes you wonder. I also think the lightning talks are really good because I'm the type of person that tends to phase out during long, uh, longer <laughs> talks. Right. Uh, so being able to be short and succinct, it would really keep my attention there. I know that for sure. In terms of like a keynote speaker or a keynote talk, a big talk of the day, is there anything planned for something like that? Nope, no keynote. And that was intentional. We really okay. wanted to have the opportunity to present as much graduate student and faculty research as possible. We wanted it to be about research that's happening and research that's in progress here at Western instead of sort of thinking about a a keynote itself. We will have uh, Dr. John Capone from the Vice President of Research Office who um, are graciously supporting the the event to open the event. And Dr. Juan Luis Suarez, who's also from the Vice President Research Office, will close the event. So they will do an opening and close, but there'll be be short five-minute welcomes and, and farewells. Interesting. So the graduate students who organize this, you're from three different departments. And so you sit together, flipping through these different submissions, trying to figure out which ones go in and which ones aren't. Now, if you had to pick one that was your favorite. Oh, my goodness. A submission that was your favorite. I don't know if I could pick a submission that's my favorite. Um, but I can talk about one of them. So mm-hmm. um, Maxime Crawford Holland, who's a master's student in music education, is working right now at El Sistema Aeolian, which is here in London. And it's a, uh, a place where children from all over the community in London get to come for free uh, music lessons, uh, free string mm-hmm. and choral lessons. And he's going to do a lightning talk um, uh, called Musical Pathways to Community Transformation, where he's going to talk a little bit about what El Sistema Aeolian is doing for the London community. 
And that one was really intriguing to me because it's it's reaching outside of campus as well. So he's going to talk about things that are going out into the community. So that's going to be an exciting um, lightning talk, certainly. So so you were in, uh, involved with the you know uh, planning for last year's conference as well. Maybe just to give our, our listeners um, a little bit of a snapshot or some insight into what they might uh, be getting themselves into uh, if they come on Friday the 13th to the conference, the FIMULA conference. Do you have any, I guess, favorite presentations or favorite kind of things that you learned from last year that you can share with everybody now? Anything that really stood out? One of the things that uh, was really interesting last year was the Understandings of Data panel. So um, Jeff Lepker, who's uh, a music research and composition student, spoke about Twitter and music. Okay. And so he uh, takes different tweets and he assigns pitches to the ways that those tweets are composed. And so he was able to demonstrate how that works in, uh, in his presentation. And what was really cool about that was you got Jeff's music... Uh, musical understanding and then you had the law perspective of what that looks like because you are dealing with someone's social media mm. and you had the sort of the cultural lens from from films and so you had a, a great conversation about that definitely I guess they didn't go a step further and thematically code all of Donald Trump's tweets now did they or uh, he actually did no do some of way. Donald Trump's tweets and that oh was that was what he shared with us the day of so it was a really cool thing we did not talk about this before the show just so you guys know. <laughs> but so okay that sounds fantastic I hope that there's something else like that this year I'm sure that we're gonna have a lot of really cool presentations that are gonna be just as interesting if not more interesting <laughs> all right well um now, this, this sounds like an unusual conference now. Is there anything even more unusual that you'd like to add on to this? Well, one of the things we've added this year is that at the very end of the day, we're going to have a microtopic activity. So when we first start planning this conference, uh, Lisa Shamiram and I sit down with and come up with as many topics as we can think of that might go between FIMS law and music. Is we brainstorming end ideas. just sort of brainstorming and coming okay. up with everything that we can. And then we invite submissions for topics from graduate students and faculty within music, films, and law as well for things that they might like to see. The two that won this year, Deconstructing Privilege and Mental Health, will be presented on as panels. But at the very end of the day, we have a microtopic activity where there will be roundtables, interdisciplinary roundtables, where you'll have a mixed up group of folks from very different departments. And they will literally have a brown paper bag uh, in the center of the table of different topics. And we'll ask them to choose a topic out of the bag and have a conversation about how they might approach that topic from their various departments. And we're hoping that this will start interdisciplinary conversations about the ways that we think about research topics and the ways that we think about knowledge production. That seems really, uh, really interesting in and of itself. And I'm also noticing that this conference is coming together, or at least the way you guys have planned it to uh, come together, is that it's not a typical, you know, uh, sit back and listen kind of conference to 15 or 20 different people talk, but it's really applied and uh, involved for the, for the, not just the speakers, but also the people in the audience as well. We have to make people work for that free lunch, right? (laughs) Um, One of the goals this year was really to come out of this with, with action items and with opportunities for research that could, that could, that could start almost immediately brainstorming during the conference and following the conference. Mm. And so that was that was something that we really wanted to make central. And so, yeah, definitely an interactive uh, participatory conference. Definitely. Interesting. So 
I feel that there's something for everyone in this conference. Now, we we are wrapping up on our time over here. So, any final words that you'd like to add on to this? Just that I would invite anybody from, regardless mm-hmm. of of the faculty that you uh, call home here at Western, to come and check us out on Friday, April thirteenth, uh, at in the FIMS Nursing Building, anytime between ten and four. And again, that you can check out the schedule at fimula.uwo.ca. All right, this has been a gradcast episode about the FIMLA conference coming up three days from now on Friday the thirteenth. You can check out. All our previous shows on iTunes or Podbean or even our official website, gradcast.ca. We are every Tuesday at 6 p.m. from Radio Western 94.9 FM. Also, if you want to be a gradcaster, if you want to be part of a committee, or if you just want to be on our show, if you think you're cool enough to be on our show, shoot us an email at gradcastradio at gmail.com. My name is Nav, and my friend here, Roger. We had Kelly Balaka today with us to talk about the FIMLA conference. See you guys next Tuesday. The Gradcast theme tune has been composed for us by Matthew Becker.